Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the word of God and talk about how it's able to transform our lives. I hope you believe that. The Bible is a powerful book. That's why it's been around for so long and why it's the all-time bestseller. And that's why we read it because we know it's food to the soul. And so we're here every day to look into the Word of God because we want to be better every day. We want to be growing every day. I'm so glad you're along with me. If you're new, welcome. I hope you will join us regularly. We'd like to talk about the idea of the conscience. The conscience. Look at how important it is. In Timothy, Paul refers to it more than once, and he refers to it in very strong terms. He writes to Timothy as his young disciple in the Lord, who he's going to be giving big responsibilities to. Indeed, you and I have big responsibilities in life as well. And he says this, this command I entrust you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you fight the good fight. Well, how do you do that? We're called to fight in the spiritual battle. We're called to stand against what's wrong. We're called to promote the gospel and advance the gospel and the kingdom of God. It's a fight. The devil doesn't give up easy. He doesn't yield ground without a fight. He's, he's a, he's, he, he might be foolish. He might have made the worst decisions ever, but he fights hard, and he doesn't fight according to the rules. Keep that in mind. When you're engaging in spiritual warfare with the enemy, he doesn't fight according to the rules. So how do you win? How do you win? You must, what's he say? Keeping faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. What an interesting comment, that if we reject a good conscience, we will suffer shipwreck in regard to our faith. Do you know anyone like that? I'll bet you do. I bet you know all kinds of people who've been shipwrecked, all kinds of people who've abandoned the faith, walked away from it, become cold towards God. They once were mighty in, in the Lord. They once were people of faith, and now they're shipwrecked. How did that happen? We're also warned, again, Paul in this very same book, he writes this, but the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times, we're probably living in the latter times now, so we should be aware and look out for this, in latter times, some will fall away from the faith. How's that happen? What are they doing? They're paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Oh my goodness, this is what we see today. Do you you realize the people falling away and the things they're believing, the things that they're embracing about who they are, their identity, their gender, their orientation, things about their, their evolution, things about God, things about life, things about what's right, things about wrong, what's wrong. They are they are they've they've paid attention to deceitful spirits and to doctrines of demons. Oh my friends, people ask me, you know, we see this sometimes in foreign countries. They say, Do you believe demons are active in America? Oh my goodness, yes. But demons often disguise themselves. It tells us in Corinthians, Second Corinthians eleven, they often disguise themselves even as an angel of light. And so some of the demonic 
teachings. That's what a doctrine simply means, teaching. Some of the demonic teachings of our day are often done in people who come uh, appearing good, appearing to be an angel of light, appearing to be a minister of righteousness. That's why we must be very careful with what they say. But what happens? They've paid attention, and why they phone away? By means of a, the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. Now, what's an interesting thing? We've talked about this before, I believe, but it, it bears repeating. When you brand a cow, I've never done it, but so I've heard, you know, you've, you've got the iron, the burning hot iron, you stick it on his hide, you, you get, got to wrestle him down, hold him down, you stick it on his hide, and it hurts, but after you've branded him, it loses its sensitivity. And so once the, once the pain has gone away, it no longer feels pain if you touch it there. And our conscience can be like that. When we first sin, reject God's truth, our, it hurts. It's painful. It's, it, there's something about our conscience was wounded and damaged, and our conscience screams out, no, 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 that's hurts, that's painful. But there's something in us, even though we know what's right, we go against our conscience, we continue to do it, and in time, our conscience loses its sensitivity. It's been branded. It no longer, the things that it once told us were wrong, it no longer tells us are wrong. The things that it once screamed, no, 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 it's now silenced. It's been seared. It's quieted. That voice that was able to help us distinguish, no longer speaking. And people who've fallen away have become like this. Sometimes, do you ever wonder, how is it that people do some of the things they do? You see some of the crimes that people commit, some of the, the, the needless violence, some of the theft, even murder. How is it that people can do these things or lie? They look at you in the, right in the eye and lie to you, and you think, how can they do that? How are they able to, to do these things? Well, their conscience has been seared. Their conscience has been damaged. We call today, you're, you become a psychopath, but you don't have to be like a, a serial killer to have branded and seared your conscience. So many have done it when it comes to lying, when it comes to uh, uh, lying to people that you even love or care about, and they just lie to them. Or when it comes to theft or when it comes to sexual immorality. This is probably the most common place where it happens, where people engage in things that are against nature and somehow it no longer bothers them. They even celebrate in it. What is the conscience? In, in the dictionary, the, the Christian dictionaries, I use the Vines Expository Dictionary, the Strong's Concordance. I look them up online. It gives us good definition. It's the soul as distinguishing between what is morally good and bad, prompting to do the former and shun the latter, to do the good and shun the bad, commending one, the good, and condemning the other. That's a gift, my friends. Your conscience is a gift from God. Your conscience helps you understand what's right and what's wrong. It helps you reject what's wrong and embrace what's good. Often that conscience is a still, small voice. When you grew up, you probably saw the cartoons where you've got the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other, and they're talking and you're sitting there listening to both and trying to decide which one you want to follow. 
the angel side is the conscience. It's trying to tell you and lead you and to do what's good. Now, where does it come from? Paul tells us the conscience comes from God. In Romans 2.15, he says, in that they show the, the Gentiles who haven't got the law, but, but they know right from wrong, they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts ultimately accusing or else defending them. And this is what happens, is it not? That even unbelievers have in their conscience, there's something God has put, he's written the law in all of our hearts that basically teaches us, treat others the way you want to be treated. What Jesus said as the golden rule, do for others what you'd want them to do for you. That's written in the heart of every person. And unless their conscience has been seared and damaged, that's how people would 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 want to live. Now, granted, I suppose there's a question, is that the result of having been taught it? Is it? How much of it is the law of God written in their hearts? The Bible says it's written in their heart. We can't know for sure. We can know this, that if people are taught regularly what is false, that the, the doctrines of demons and the deceptions of the world can overrule and cause us to harden our heart and harden our conscience and, and, and have a bad conscience before God. This is why Paul said, in view of this, he says, I also do my best to maintain always a blameless conscience, both before God and men. And this is what we want to do. You want to fight the good fight? You want to win in the spiritual battle? One of the things is your conscience must be good. See, this is between you and God. This is something that others don't know about. This is how much are you listening to that quiet voice of God within you that's trying to tell you the right thing and give you, lead you in the right way. This is slowing down enough, listening carefully enough. This is giving, to, to hear that still small voice, this is having to give God the opportunity to speak to you. This is why the more we're in God's word, the more we're learning his standards, the more we're renewing our mind, the more freedom we give to the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and then we can maintain a blameless conscience. Do you do your best to maintain a blameless conscience? Do you do your best to listen carefully to what God is saying? Do you do your best to, to not yield to the pressure to be conformed to the world, but to keep your conscience blameless before God and before man. We're going to talk tomorrow about how to do this more. Today, we want to see the importance of it and understand what it is. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you some hints on how to maintain a blameless conscience before both God and man. There's a lot of benefits. You'll, win, you'll fight the good fight that way. You'll stay true to the faith and not wander away from it. You will be triumphant. You'll sleep better at night if you have that good conscience. Father in heaven, we bless you today, and we thank you for the gift of conscience. Thank you it can protect us from evil. It speaks to us and helps us discern what is right and what is wrong, how to shun and avoid what is evil and condemn what is evil and reject what is evil and to embrace what is good. How we pray. I pray, Lord, for everyone on here. Oh, I ask, oh, Father. I'm so grateful for the people who listen and who join me in this community. I pray for every one of us. We would be people who fight the good fight. We'd not see our conscience. We too would do our best to maintain a good conscience. We're asking you, Father, to make us mighty men and women of God. 
We're asking you to make us strong in the faith. And so I pray none of us will be shipwrecked. And I pray, Lord, for some here, who we know people who are shipwrecked. We know people who've lost faith. We know people have drifted away and no longer even believe, it seems. We pray for them to get a good conscience and come back and help us even know how to help them do so. So we pray these things today, and we thank you for this gift, and we pray for sensitivity to listen to your spirit, tender hearts to hear what you're telling us, and to walk in your ways. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Hey, folks, so glad to have you along with me today. You're a blessing to me. I hope this time is a blessing to you. If you're new, I hope you do subscribe and join our community. There's many of us who come here every day. We come live or later in the day. They listen. People listen in when they're at their convenience, or some even just listen. A growing number are listening on their on the podcast on the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, Google platforms. You can find me. Just search for Tom the Preacher. I'm glad to have you along. I love you guys. I thank you. You're serious about your walk with God. God sees you're here. He sees you make the commitment. He sees you want to get into the Word of God. And God's going to reward that. I know it. I'm grateful to sow the seed on good soil and have you along with me today as every day. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with faith. Might you be strong in the grace of God. And might you and I always have a good conscience before God and man. Peace to you. God bless you. I love you. Bye-bye.